Hi, I'm Tyler Yules. Welcome to How the Grades Do It. Welcome back to another episode of How the Grades Do It. Super excited for our conversation today. We have Kevin Miller. He is head of sales and marketing for Bodie. Kevin, appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Absolutely, man. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you've been up to at Bodie, and uh, maybe you can kind of just give us a high level overview of how you got there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been at uh, Bodie for about two years now, maybe a little longer. Uh, Bodie's yeah. a, a, an IoT platform that, that brings in all the major systems of a, of a building. Um, primarily in, in hospitality or, or multi-dwelling type of units, but uh, scales across many different vertical markets. But bringing in the major systems all into one central management platform where it can be controlled, monitored, uh, analytics can be pulled from it. Um, but the, the point of the system is to give this central place for property managers uh, to, to really optimize um, their performance uh, from an operational standpoint, uh, to find energy savings throughout the property when spaces are unoccupied, uh, and then also giving their guests or tenants a uh, better experience uh, throughout their stay, not only by having systems that are going to be operating the right way, but also by giving them different interfaces to control the spaces. Um, it's also a technology agnostic platform so we can work with many different system types um, globally um, with, whether you you have one property or hundreds of properties we can bring in your many different systems types all into one platform so it's pretty exciting software we've, we've been uh, doing a world tour over the past two years going all over the place um, from the Middle East uh, to the UK to Canada, the States and the Caribbean, and uh, we've got a lot of uh, travel planned as well for uh, the Asian and, and Australian market uh, just to get out and to continue, continue to push this product. And as soon as we get, get it out in front of people, it's, it's really opening their eyes and, and people are quite excited about um, something new that we're bringing to the market. Yeah, I love that, right? Like, I think it's hard when you bring a product to market um as a leader and especially when the market's undefined, right? Like I think it's easier when, uh, when there's a defined market for your space, but when you're, when you're creating a new technology that people aren't necessarily familiar, familiar with, like how do you then go about educating people on a massive scale, but one that's like super genuine in a way that you're like, Hey, we're just trying to help people. Yeah. Well, it, it, it can definitely be difficult too. Um, and also, you know, considering that our, our platform, is technology agnostic uh, we're not yeah. somebody that says hey you use our hardware uh in in your building we're we're telling you you can use whatever you're already using and we're just going to add to that and enhance those systems so sometimes people are, are a little confused about where we can really fit in since we don't have that here's a box of what bodhi is it's we're, we're everything we can we can bring in all these many different systems uh, and, and fully scalable from um, if you're just looking for energy management, if you're looking for leak detection, if you if you have the, the full shebang that you want and every bit of IOT sensors throughout the entire property and every system fully automated. Um, so it, it's hard to define that. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest hurdles is getting people to understand that um, it, it's not one size fits all with, with Bodie. We can basically make it fit for however your, your property specific needs are. Um, so, you know, it, 
getting out in, in front of people. We do that at, at trade shows. Uh, we do that through our many different integration partners. Um, we have dealers who are installers of our products. And so we have different channels that help us bring in those opportunities. Um, and as long as we educate those different channels, it usually is a good foot in the door for us to help close the deal with, um, with the ownership group. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And, you know, you mentioned like obviously selling globally, like I'd love for you to kind of explain to the people here, right? Like that, what happens when you're selling globally and, and like, is, does the approach ever change, right? Like, um, when you're selling to different, different people in different countries, Right, like I'd love to understand what that looks like. Yeah, for you. yeah, uh, it, it definitely does because each market uh, is different, um, and whether it be their their regulations, whether it be um, the 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 different types of systems that they expect there on a local level, um, you know, so that that's been a, I wouldn't say a struggle for us, but it, it's definitely been um, new to us as as we're growing this product uh, to learn each specific market and what their specific needs are um, but but that said it's it's a part of uh, what what we have to uh, gain gain the expertise in if we want to excel um, globally and so you know for instance in in certain markets uh, our, our platform is a cloud-based software so we don't require any on-premise hardware um, you just need an internet connect connection and you can access our our software from anywhere uh, but in certain markets they in, in regional markets that is uh, they still like things to be on premise, to be controlled there mm. and not to be cloud storage. So uh, we, we've actually revamped our, our our complete architecture of how our, our software is built in order to also offer a hybrid solution that has that on premise solution. So uh, the different markets definitely play a major impact in, in your approach to uh, a, a global scalability. Um, but then on top of that, you know, how, how do you get into these other markets. And I think that what's important there is again, relying on your partners. So having strong partners that that are in the local market that can locally represent you. So whether that's uh, distribution firms or, or manufacturer representative firms, sales agencies, or um, installation partners, uh, there's many different ways of building those channels out to have a local presence there when you have an office based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you got to have some sort of strong structure there. Like, do, what type of research are you are you all doing when you're trying to like break into a new market? Because I think the hardest part um, for companies right now is like understanding their the people that they're selling to and that that persona. And so like, I'd love to understand, like, are there certain things that you do every time you go into a new market? Or is it more so like going and talking to partners and figuring it out as you go? Like, what yeah, does that look uh, like? Yeah, to be completely honest, um, my development team that is um, responsible for making sure that our software uh, offers uh, the best of what it can for those those regional markets. Um, I know that they do a little more research than than I do on making sure that we're, we're meeting those standards. But it, as far as it goes for me and what I'm doing on my sales efforts, it definitely does uh, go back to working with with the partners that are there and and. You know they're the local experts, um, and, and that's what it, what I think one of the major things that anything is going to come down to is to to rely on local ec experts, uh, whether it be that particular field or that region. Um, build yourself, uh, surround yourself with local, trusted 
experts. Yeah, no, I love that. Like <clears throat> that, that is so spot on, right? Like, um, you gotta, you gotta bring people around you that are going to compliment you. And especially as you're working globally, right? Like having a, a local partner is always going to be beneficial, um, to the selling process. What about, oh, I'd love to hear if there's been any kind of turning points or challenges that is that's shaped your approach to sales. Well, um, I, I don't know if I could point out anything in particular. Uh, I, I feel yeah. like in, in, in sales, um, you're, you're going to, it, it's not going to always be just a, um, up, 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 but you're, you're, you're going to face the challenges. And I think that the number one thing is just being resilient um, and just understanding that uh, there's going to be a new challenge tomorrow. You, you, you may have, uh, you, you may have failed on a particular opportunity. And if you did, then you take that as a learning opportunity to say, you know, what it is about, what it is about that particular opportunity, that deal, um, that arrangement, that we could have done better on. Um, and, and sometimes it's completely out of your control. And that's another piece of it too, is just knowing, um, you, know, you know, when it is in your control and knowing when it's not. And when it is in your control, knowing that, okay, what can we do to, to do this better the next time? And the next time will probably be a bigger and better opportunity. And, you know, it's a cliche to say, but when one door opens, a, 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 or one door closes, another opens. Um, and you just have to approach every day with that mentality in, in cells that um, just be resilient, be ready for failure. And, and when it comes along, um, appreciate it because it's a learning moment and you're not going to get better unless you learn from those type of moments. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like always improving, always, uh, trying to make ourselves better. Like that's, that's the, the name of the game. Like how, how do you, when you, when you bring on talent, right? Like how do you find that person that has that, that, that perseverance mentality or that, um, that mentality that's going to be able to push through and kind of get past those, those hurdles. Yeah. And, and that's, um, that's not easy to, to find those people, you know, you would think that, I think that's um, the hardest quality to find. I mean, when you think about it, you're like, I mean, isn't everybody hungry? Isn't everybody want to go out there and just, <laughs> just get it, just driven, just, uh, come on, I want to be the best. Uh, but that's not the case. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are okay with just getting by and just getting a paycheck. And some people are, really good at interviews and and they can get get past uh, that first interview and it takes a couple of months to find out that this isn't the person i thought they were so um right you know as a, as a hiring manager you're not gonna bat 100 percent up there you're, you're not going to get everybody in that is exactly who you thought they were um but you know using your your own intuition on uh what you know, or know are the core values of what you're looking for in, in individuals is important when, when you're trying to bring people in, uh, whether that's going through a standard uh, sales process or interview process, or when you're out recruiting and, and, and looking for uh, individuals. And, and sometimes you, you never know where you'll, you'll find a diamond in the rough. And I mean, I was having a conversation with um, a guy at a local golf uh uh, country club the other day and, and he was a younger guy and I could just see that ambition um, in his in his eyes and, and I could hear the way that he was talking and I was, was kind of spinning in my head like okay what kind of position uh, can I spin off? and just have him come, come under my wing yeah. here and because uh, those are the perfect type of people that um, you, you get them in when they're they're young and hungry and you train them up the right way and before you know it they're 
they're closing more deals than you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that, right? Like I always said when I was trying to hire, like, all right, let's go to the mall and go shopping. Right. Cause those little mall kiosks or right. Like you go to a jewelry store and some, right. You mm-hmm. find somebody that maybe is in, in a job that's, you know, that's that revolving door. They're not necessarily growing, but you could take a really um, individual that's hungry and has the right attitude and really make them great. Um, so you're, I think you're spot on there. Yeah. And- I think um, for certain individuals, it comes to to opportunity, and uh, there, there's some of the most talented people in the world uh, m- might not ever get to expose their talents to the world because they 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 never had the right opportunity, they never m- met the right person, um, and so yeah. you know if if you have a, a platform or the ability of being able to highlight those those certain type of individuals and, and being able to uh, you know, and from a selfish standpoint, um, you know, not only could you potentially make their lives better, but you're you're going to bring on an individual that that's going to be better for your team. And you know, sometimes some of those um, those more veteran type of uh, sales members, they, they they might be looking a little worn out, a little sluggish. Um, you know, just don't have that same drive as they used to. And then you get somebody young and hungry in the door, mm-hmm. and it sparks a fire underneath everybody's. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right. Like sometimes some um, new blood in the in the team, right? Like helps fire everybody up. And um, you know, I, I've always said you can't have a, t- a full team of just hundred percent top performers that are just all killing it, right? Like you need to have some people that um, you need to have. Obviously, you have those top performers that help drive everybody else and push everyone to better. But you can't just have one. You got to mm-hmm. have someone else too that's help pushing the other person, right? And they kind of have, then they have the little game of, hey, who's going to be number one? And um, I think that helps pushes everyone to the next level, right? Like, yeah. you know, well, smaller um, deals too. You know, you, you, there's sometimes deals yeah. that like, hey, you know, some of these small deals, uh, you, you might want to have somebody newer that uh, work on those opportunities. But sometimes those are the most complex projects. Um, just because it's a small deal doesn't mean that, that, client or customer wants to be treated like they are a small deal Uh, everybody should be treated the same and so sometimes they can be difficult clients and and they might get more experience out of that small deal than they ever would out of one of the largest deals that they would try to go after so um, in the long term it's you got to put in the work yeah absolutely right like and and there's no replacement for the work i think you know a lot of times that's forgotten about um what what kind of advice are you giving to like new reps as you bring them in? Um, <clears throat> are there certain kind of like things that you're telling them saying like, Hey, this, this is something that you should look out for. And, uh, or like, Hey, this will help you push you to the next level. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if I have any blanket statements. It, it's just, um, you know, generally have them try to work close either to, to me or their, their, um, whoever might be their, mentor and um and making sure that they have a a good mentor um just to just to make sure that they they're getting that on the job training and and seeing you know how the greats do it and 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 just really uh trying to absorb everything uh so that they can learn from um you know not only the the good things they're doing but also their mistakes um and and so just following along and then as you're going um be as honest and open to them as possible through the process explaining it because um you know that that's going to to help them be so much more successful if they get you know to to live a day in your mind as somebody who's an experienced sales professional um just talking 
through it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very open and honest person myself, um, very transparent. And uh, with any of my sales team that I've had over the years, that's, that's been one of the things that I always try to do is, is just make sure to, to let them know my office door is always open. I'm always here to talk yeah. um, and to work through situations with them because each, each day brings another challenge um, and you're not in this alone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you know, you brought up, you know, the challenges and, you know, all the wins that I think, I think people have over the time, you know, especially early on in their career. And a lot of times I, th as I think back on my own career, like the mistakes or the, the challenges that I had that were really hard are the ones that helped, that helped me the most. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. Maybe, maybe you've had some challenges or had some salespeople that have had challenges and maybe you could share how you were able to overcome them or, um, maybe someone else's story of how they were able to overcome the challenge that they had, um, in that moment. Yeah. Again, um, kind of back to my earlier point, I, I don't know if I have a specific, um, a specific moment where, or a challenge that I can speak to and say, Hey, this, this was a defining moment from me. I, I just think that, uh, those defining moments happen all the time. Um, you know, if, if you're not living through uh, a few of those defining moments, at least each year, then you're not doing it right. Um, you know, if, there you, go. you know, if you can be learning something every day, then, then that's the ideal situation. So, um, I, I, I think it's just being, not being closed minded, understanding that, um, each moment is that, that learning moment. So those, those defining moments come ever more often than, than you would realize it. It's just a, a matter of being able to have your eyes open to it and, and knowing, um, when they're coming about. Um, and sometimes it, it takes, uh, somebody else's a second set of eyes to, to make you realize, uh, that, that, that that moment just passed. You need to look at that again, uh, and that's why it's so important uh, to to surround yourself um, with with uh, peers or uh, whoever you you can. That, that's all a mentor. Um, you know, e even if it's somebody that that, that is working uh, underneath you, um, still that doesn't mean that they're not going to bestow some knowledge upon you. Um, so just always be open-minded, always be open to, um, to to learning more from, you know, situations that are happening on, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Um, man, for what would you say to like the, that young sales rep out, out there that's like, think they have everything figured out right like um be maybe humble. not as coachable as they should be <laughs> maybe a little slice of humble pie for them yeah yeah i think that's that's sometimes yeah. um what i see in in uh newer sales reps or, or younger sales reps is um is they have this this false sense of confidence, um, which is great to be confident. I'm, I'm not saying don't be confident, um, but, but also be mindful. Um, you don't want to come off as, as somebody that's arrogant or, or too cocky in a situation. Um, you know, it, you, you, you want to come into a situation, no matter what the, the room looks like, um, knowing that, you can confidently talk about what you're there to talk about, but without trying to talk over everybody that's that's in the room, without always having to be the, the person that's speaking. So uh, listen more than you speak. Um, and and when you're in that that presentation or you're you're in that large um, 
meeting with a bunch of executives, um, you know, let them do the talking, ask, ask questions, let them do the talking. And, and then, you know, when they ask questions to you, be prepared to answer those questions. So come ready for those, those meetings. So being prepared, um, you know, just be ready to, to listen and, and not just listen, but, you know, retain that information. So, you know, that's, that's obviously going to be depending on the person. If you're somebody that can't um, mentally retain something just based on a conversation, take notes. It's, it's better to, to, to show them you, that you're taking notes and you care about, about um, that information so much that you want to come back to it later on versus, Oh yeah, yeah I got, I know I'll remember all this. Um, it, I mean, it annoys me when I, I say, I see a waiter that is taking an order of 16 <laughs> people and, and isn't writing it down. I, I've waited tables. Yeah. I've I've been a bartender. I, I know how it is. I'm like, there's no way you're going to remember everybody's exact order and Everything. and that they yeah. didn't want the guacamole and they do want the sour cream and every little detail <laughs> of that. If you're not, you know, you need to be diligent in everything that you're doing. So, um, and then also, you know, just be hungry, be, you know, have that drive. And, um, and not everybody is going to have that. And to be honest, um, you know, if that's the case, if you feel like, uh, you are just more task oriented and I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do these things today and that's all I'm going to do. Um, and, and if something else comes up, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And if you can't, you know, try to make the extra time to, to get things done as they come along, then you know maybe sales isn't the right job for you. It's not for everyone. Um, you you, you you really have to be willing uh, to 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 work those late hours. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've always treated um, my position as I'm the owner of the company, um, making, meeting those sales goals, uh, driving up the, the, the revenue. I treat it as if it's my company and, and I want any of my sales reps to do that the same, uh, because ultimately, um, you know, their, their, their performance is going to, to come from, uh, their, their effort. And, and if they're putting in effort, whether that's uh, training, um, whether that's learning more about the the products that they're selling or the the markets they're selling in, um, or or just working closer with with their partners or clients to better understand their their needs, um, that that is going to directly result in them having a higher performance, the company resulting in higher revenue, um, and ultimately it's going to uh, make them more successful. So um, just getting them to just put in the effort. Yeah, I think you brought up a bunch of good points there. One that I want to talk about further is, you know, this owner mentality that you have. And, you know, I think that that can come down, especially as you as you go into more startup land, like you have to have that, right? You have to have that owner's mentality. You're going to wear a lot of hats. You're going to do more than just your job in a sense that you, if you were at a really big company, you would have one set job and task lists for that job. But, you know, um, you're going to wear a lot of hats. And so like, what advice would you give people that necessarily don't have that, but like want to have that, right? Like they want to have that owner's mentality. Like, do you think that owner's mentality can be built? Yes, definitely. Um, and, and I think it, it comes down to uh, not, not limiting what, you know, a sales role might be defined as these specific duties. Um, but in, in order to be the best in that type of position, you need to be doing those duties, uh, plus be able to do 
the duties of uh, some of your counterparts because they might not be there when, when you need the, the help on something. You've got a deadline. You got to get something done. Um, not to say that I'm telling you to break process or procedures that your company has, but it's good that, you know, if somebody else can't fill out that form or get get something done um, that, that you know how to. So, um, again, this, this comes back to being open-minded, open to learning things outside of what your just typical realm of the sales world is. Um, and, and I think that it's important for uh, young sales professionals too to look at it as, um, you know, there, there's so many good sales books out there that, that uh, individuals can listen to. And, and those are great, especially all the, the, the different ones that are focused just on sales, but don't just read those ones that are about sales. Read, read the ones that business owners are reading as well. Um, mm. Learn how to, to operate the entire operation from start to finish so that you know the struggles of, of your operations manager. You know the struggles of um, the installer that's, that's out there that's putting that in. Uh, because if, if you don't know their struggles, then, then you might not be able to propose the solution end-to-end -end that's going to take into account uh, what they mo might be both dealing with. So, you know, just trying to understand that the, the entire picture, the full circle all the way around, uh, that, that's going to make you very successful. And the people who do that, that take the time to learn more than just their job are going to be the ones that grow into the most successful sales professionals. Yeah, no, I love that, right? Like, and I think you're spot on there. What what advice would you give other sales lead, other maybe other salespeople that are looking to get into leadership? Like, is it a right time for them? Or is it like, hey, uh, I think I want to be a leader, but like, that's kind of like the next progression or just kind of a salesperson and an individual contributor. Like what kind of advice would you give to that person? I mean, I, I, I'm the type where it, it's always the right time in my book. If, if you feel it's the right time, then it's probably, or uh, you, you're a day late on it. Get, get going. Yeah. You know, you, if you were thinking about it uh, a week ago, then you should have acted on it a week ago. Um, so <laughs> I'm not the type that, that wants to, to wait around. And I, I think that if you wait around, somebody else is going to, somebody else wouldn't be waiting around. So, um, you know, if, if you think that you want to be a, a leader, whether that's in sales or in any other form or fashion of it, um, you know, find out what it's going to take to do that. Um, talk to, talk to your, your internal team, uh, figure out those next steps, uh, find those mentors, mentors in your life to, to find out what you should be doing to, to try to get to that next level. And sometimes that's not always with, with your own company. You know, you, you might find out that um, I, I, I've hit where I can get to within this organization. This company is great, but there's no more room for growth here. And, and if I really want to be the leader that I can be, I've got to, I've, I've got to put my loyalties aside here and I've got to go do what's best for me and, and, and my family or, or, or whatever it is. And, you know, yeah. that, that's, that'll open up a whole new world of opportunities when you realize that um, wherever you're at right now, isn't the, the last spot that you have to be at. Um, by no means am I saying, uh, you know, get up and leave where, where you're at right now, quit your job and go find uh, a, a, bigger and better one because the grass is always greener on the other side. It might not be, um, but be open mm -hmm. to it. Be Make sure that your LinkedIn profiles uh, is updated. Make sure that your resume is up to date. Um, it, but at the same time, I'm not saying go out there and start 
promoting yourself to anybody and everybody <laughs> and that, that you're looking for a job because that's not a good look. Um, you, you don't want to, yeah. you know, have it known, get back to your, your organization that, um, you know, Kevin's always looking for a job. He's just looking for the, the, the next best thing. Um, you know, I've only worked for, including this, the snow hut that I made snow cones at, uh, when I was 14 years old, uh, five companies, um, in, in my career. And, and so I've, I've been, uh, I've really chosen very selectively about where I've gone to, but, but knowing that, um, there, there are other opportunities out there for growth and you have to be willing to, to listen to those and, and put yourself in a position to, to be able to um, see those opportunities come across. Uh, and again, like I said, that that's making sure that things like your, your social networks are updated and, and that you are active and people are, are coming to you. Recruiters will come to you um, and it'll get to the point where it's annoying. Uh, if, if, yeah. if you are out there and promoting yourself and, and your organization, um, well, I'll, I'll say prom promoting your organization. I don't do too much self-promotion myself, uh, but I, I think yeah. that as, as long as you go out there and, and you prove yourself uh, in your position, then you're, you're going to find that people will come knocking on your door. Any um, resources or books that have like, um, help with your approach or like anything, any advice you would give people to something to go watch or something like that to just get more information out there? Um, I mean, there's just been, sorry, I was looking at my bookshelf here. Uh, there's been so <laughs> many, uh, so many things over the years and, and to be completely honest, I, um, recently I, I've been so invested in relearning or learning more about the, the industry that I'm in uh, and, and it hasn't, I spent my earlier years um, when I was more in, in, in an operations type of role. And, and again, back to that learning both sides of things, it kind of helps for me mm -hmm. coming from, um, you know, I started as somebody that was installing systems, technology systems um, as a technician in the field. Uh, I made my way to a project manager uh, and then to a sales account manager and um, you know, again, through there, director of sales, an independent consultant for uh, an owner's as an owner's rep, um, just taking different yeah. steps to, to where I'm at today. Um, but but knowing from an early from an early on stage, if that's where you want to get to, then start reading those books. And if you don't have if you're not the person that likes to, to read books or maybe you, you feel like you don't have the, the time to read books, um, well, do you have the time to listen to them? Do, do, do you have window uh, or do you have windshield time? Uh, do you, do you work out? Um, you know, what do you do when you can put some headphones in and for 30 minutes a day or something, listen to an inspirational uh, chapter on something. And, and it doesn't always have to be a book. It can be a podcast. Um, today, there's so many good podcasts out there too. Um, and, and I couldn't actually name off any particular ones. Uh, I kind of yeah, jump yeah. around, but I mean, I've, I've read, um, you know, a lot of the classic books of the Stephen Covey's, the, the Dale Carnegie's, the Zig Ziglar's, um, you know, just absorbing those, those guys are, are, are going to, to treat you or are going to teach you, um, you know, the, the core of what you need to foundationally have uh as as an individual to be successful um not just as a salesperson but just as a professional in general um so but i'm sure that there's many more good ones to today um you know i've read uh traction which is get a grip on your business um and and that was uh and it uh, that that whole traction um piece we, we we did that as an organization with one of my older companies that i was with 
um, we did this EOS program. It's called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it's completely reshaping and revamping um, your entire business to make sure that you guys are setting processes in place for everything that you're doing um, for, um, you know, making sure that doesn't matter what it is within the organization. There's a documented process for it. There's an accountability chart. There's an organizational chart. There's it's, it all comes down to let's get it down on paper first. Um, and then we can always go back to it. So then there's, there's no questions on um, what do we do in this situation? You know, you, you've, you've already lived through those before and you've documented what you do in those situations. And it's basically your playbook on how to be successful as an organization. Um, and, and so that, that falls into every department of the organization, um, whether that's uh, your sales department or your manufacturing or, or production or uh, operations, whatever it may be. Uh, so, so I think, you know, trying to use the tools that you have today. And those are platforms uh, like yours here, uh, listening to people that have lived through this before, that have gotten this experience um, from, from their time on the battlefield, uh, coming out here and having these conversations. Um, you, you can get tidbits of information from listening to, to um, uh, different segments like yours or podcasts of, of the, the real professionals that have been out there and lived it instead of having to start from scratch from all, all these um, courses and, and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on there, man. Last question for you, Kevin, <clears throat> when you leave this life, how do you want to be remembered? Oh man. Um, I know that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, it gets a little deep. Uh, you know, I think, I think, um, I want to be uh, remembered as somebody that was was genuine, um, somebody that uh, was always always there for my people. Um, you know, I've I've I'm I have a large family. Um, my fam my uh, immediate family. I've got two kids um, and, and my wife, a nine year old son and a six year old daughter. Been married to my wife for. Uh, just over 12 years now. Uh, I've got a, a, a large, I'm the youngest of five kids, very close-knit family with uh, 11 nieces and nephews, um, my parents, grandparents, my in-laws. Um, family is very important to me. So, you know, just somebody who ha has always been there for their, their close friends and their family um, and somebody that you can trust and rely on. And, and I think that if, if you're going to be somebody that uh, you can trust on, rely on, that that's going to um, carry over in, into the sales uh, world or into the professional world as well. Uh, being trustworthy and just somebody that you can always look to, to, to get, to, to rely on is, is huge. So I think that's probably the number one thing for me. I think you're probably doing that day in and day out, which is why you're in the position you are now. So we appreciate the time you've spent with us, Kevin. Um, it's been great chatting with you. Great. Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate it. It's been great. Love it. And this is just another episode of how the greats do it.